0: Are you a healthcare leader or entrepreneur looking to provide more personalized care and holistic care to your patients? In this episode, we sit down with Dr. Monisha Benote, a board-certified physician and self-care advocate who shares her insights on optimizing patient care through a personalized, multi-hyphenate approach. Welcome to Provider's Edge, the podcast that helps healthcare entrepreneurs and innovators break down barriers and control their business, life, and future with valuable action steps. With me, your host, Sabrina Rumbach, a recovered clinician and a business deal catalyst. Let's rewrite the rules and create a positive social impact while increasing your profitability. Welcome to another episode. This is your host, Sabrina Rumback. And today I am excited to have Dr. Manisha Bunuk with us. She is the best selling author and one of the very few quadruple board certified physician in the nation. And she combines the ancient wisdom with mind body science to naturally biohack the human body through her expertise in. Uh, cytopathology, functional culinary medicine, specialty, integrated medicine. And she's known as the well-being doctor. And uh, she has been able to diagnose over a million cancer cases, provide health programs through her drbenoaks.com and leads wellness workshop and retreats worldwide and featured in Shape. Reader's Digest, and Marcia Stewart Living, and Dr. Bernouk serves in several clinical advisory boards and is the go-to health and wellness expert in health One, um, Psych Central,
1: and Medical News today. So I'm so excited for you to be here. Thank you so much, Sabrina, for inviting me on to the Provider's Edge to uh, talk with you and your community. Yeah, we
0: uh, initially hit it off just by chatting about each other's work. And then she has been able to have this unique passion and being board certified in so many different subspecialties and bring it all into one thing that makes sense cohesively for herself and for all the other providers she's working with. So I would love for you to dive a little bit deeper in the background of how did it all come together? Like, what did it all start? And then uh, is there any moment in your life that you're like, there's a libel moment that you can do it all, but in a more cohesive way and not to get so scattered for people who have so many different passions?
1: Yeah, great, great question, Sabrina. Um, it's been quite a long journey and this didn't happen overnight. Um, you know, I'm a conventionally trained medical doctor and went down the route of treating patients with their chronic diseases and then going, all right, this just inherently doesn't feel right. I'm seeing them every couple months coming into the clinic and I'm just giving them some medications and nothing's getting better. And and it, it didn't, it just didn't sit right with me. It wasn't good for them. It wasn't good for me. So then I'm like, all right, what can I do that I can help a lot of people And still fuel my passion for learning. So I delved into pathology, which is really the study of all diseases. Like, how do diseases develop? What do they look like in our body? What is happening to our body? And I spent so much time diagnosing disease where it was just one disease after the other, after the other, and sitting in conferences and tumor boards talking about these patients where it's like, all right, they have cancer. Let's cut it out. Let's give them chemo. Let's radiate it. Let's zap it. Then I'm like, hello, where's the person in this? Like, where does the person have some ability to have an impact on their health? And there is a lot of misinformation out there about, oh, I don't have cancer in my family. I'll be fine. Or my genetics is good. I'll be okay. But When 95% of cancer is not necessarily the genetics you are born with, but the mutations that you develop over time, that means there's something we're doing in our lifestyle and how we're living our lifestyle um, that impacts it. And if we actually understood that, wouldn't we want to influence it in a good way? So I spent a lot of time delving deeper into the research and realizing that it's a lot of our lifestyle and getting more. Uh, of an understanding how our lifestyle impacts our cellular health and the development of disease. And that's kind of what led me to what I do today, which is I've combined a very unique medical practice with my background in diagnosing disease from one end of the spectrum to how can we actually prevent it with our lifestyles.
0: Exactly. It's about looking at uh, people more in a whole of uh, we're not just focusing on the disease itself. And once people got this diagnosis, then let's do something about it. And then it's really too late. How can we take a more proactive role of thinking about medicine altogether in a different light and not feeling like, well, when we manage the disease, it's not really, because they're chronic disease, so it's not going to miraculously just transform on itself by having pharmaceuticals, yes, they have advancement on its own, but that shouldn't be how we default in thinking about what medicine could be. And so uh, it's exciting for you to go on this path. So how when you start thinking about uh, adding on to different subspecialties and how do you decide where to pick up or uh, how to seek out and then what really can make sense for us?
1: Yeah, so I think, you know, life in itself is an experimentation, and I've spent a lot of time in the laboratory where it's all about experimenting, and that's kind of how I see how I built the practice in the sense of I experimented with mindfulness practices and meditation and saw what a difference they can do to my own well-being, that why would I not incorporate them into my healthcare practice? Or um, my own practice of yoga and how that increased self-awareness and made me in tune with, all right, what does my body actually need for the day? How can I fuel my body in a more intentional way? So really, it all delved from my own experimentation and trying things out and then going, all right, well, this works for me, but it doesn't work for somebody else. So what else is there? So that's where, you know, understanding the DNA and your what you're born with, your genomic makeup and how to optimize that. So you're functioning at your best. Um, And it really just went on from there. And as I delve deeper and deeper, it's like, all right, we know nutrition has a greater impact, but what is the nutrition that my specific body thrives off of? Um, And that comes all the way back to self-awareness, which a lot of people aren't self-aware. They just think, all right. My headache is normal. Everybody gets a headache, or my constipation is normal, or bloating. This is all no, normal. No, it's not normal. It's your body is communicating with you, and it's communicating through with you through your cells. So when I say that your cells are angry, that's when you're getting symptoms. So they're talking to you, and you're not seeing them at the microscopic level. I've been seeing them at the microscopic level for a very long time, and boy, do we have some angry cells out there. We definitely do. Um, So it's up to you to kind of understand, all right, what is my body saying? And then work with the right provider who can help you translate that into a way that's going to be good for you.
0: Right. And then on the flip side, I think your best genius in that is you're willing to try, you're willing to explore. I think our providers sometimes when we have established a business in or our practice in certain ways, then sometimes it can be like stuck in that way of how we run our practice because we've been doing that for so long. And sometimes we limit ourselves into our own capacity of seeing beyond what we do day to day. It just maintain it for so long, but it's not going to get you to the next level. And it's actually holding you back from having more impact, having more profit and having more satisfaction from your whole team uh, it's at the end of the day is what you said so true even how i see it with my client is that the more we are self-aware of the good and bad and then where we actually want to go then we can allow ourselves to freaking stop for a minute right and i i thinking about all these other possibilities instead of become the resistant of well no i'm still needed to do so much for my team well no my patient need me in this direction i can't even think about all the other possibilities for me to work better or for me to work better with them. Um, and I, I think that could be a, a big struggle for some people. However, there are also many people are in the position of, I already hit a wall. So if I don't change, nothing else will change. And that's a great point for someone to uh, perhaps talk to you to figure out what that model could be in their business. Would you say, uh, what are the some common... Um, challenges that you've seen for the practitioners that you have been working with?
1: So part part of it is you have to have a curiosity. What I learned 30 years ago in healthcare has changed so much. So if you're not continuing to learn and kind of be very open-minded because healthcare can be, oh, this is one way, here's the protocol, and this is, this is what we're going to do. This is the, you know, diagnosis the person has been given. But The reality is that that doesn't work for everybody. And that's why as a practitioner, being able to expand your knowledge, being open to it, and also being like, okay, this might not be something I do, but then working with other practitioners and kind of building your own team of practitioners that you can work with.
0: Dr. Monisha explained that she became disillusioned with conventional medicine's approach to treating chronic diseases, which led her to explore pathology and the impact of lifestyle on disease prevention. She emphasizes the importance of self-awareness and experimentation in finding the best approach to healthcare, including understanding one's genomic makeup and optimal nutrition. We also discussed the importance of being open-minded and continuous learning in healthcare because at the end of the day, we're all learners, as well as building a team of practitioners to provide comprehensive care. If you are a healthcare entrepreneur or startup founder looking to accelerate your social mission and increase profitability, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm very active on LinkedIn or visit my website, sabrinaronbach.com to have a conversation. Let's connect and discuss how we can take your healthcare business to the next level.
1: If you're still prescribing the same cholesterol medication and the same you know, high blood pressure medication from 30 years ago and not looking at the potential of what um, lifestyle, nutrition, exercise, botanicals can do, then you're really missing the picture of What potential you have as a provider, as a practitioner, as a healer, as a doctor. So I think you're holding yourself back from being the best doctor because I know at the end of the day, doctors, their purpose of going into this really was to help people. And now they're stuck with the system that is telling them you have to see more patients. You have to do this. You can't do this surgery because that's not going to bring in more money for the hospital. But At the end of the day, you're a doctor. So if that doesn't work for you anymore, build your practice, Um, do what's going to make you happy. That's how you avoid that potential burnout that everybody's experiencing. The burnout is really coming from not that we're doctors and we're doing this and that. It's because we're not following what our true passion is and what we want to do. So get creative. We are living in a time where Anything is possible if you're willing to kind of step out of your comfort zone and go, all right, I need to relearn a few things. And it's going to be a little challenging in the beginning. But when I do step into that, I'm going to live a much better life. I'm going to be happier with, you know, um, what I'm doing every day. You're going to wake up and be like, oh, I get to do this. I get to see these patients. I get to provide them the care that I want to do.
0: Right, right. It's that moment of curiosity of, I get to do this. I think that's the mental shift we all have to focus on is that if we feel like that uh, there's nothing we can control, there's always just the set ways, then yes, everything is limited, both your time, your resources and how you treat your patient or who's coming into your door versus we are in control of creating the culture, creating the community and attracting the right people. And, and when we think about expanding or scaling in different ways, it's about setting up yourself into the authority of you're the expert in that specific area. And sometimes if we're trying to do too much, we're um, uh, it, it's hard to set ourselves apart. So I understand, especially, uh, you have been able to write a really bestseller book and that has been uh, having great success on that front and running your own retreats. So, uh, what do you see some of the best things that worked for you that you've been teaching other providers?
1: Well, so when you are multi-passionate and you're multi-hyphenate with a lot of background, how do you hone in your message? How do you hone in at the end of the day? A doctor is a teacher. How do you do that in an effective way? And one that gets results for both your patients, your clients, whoever you may be working with. Um, my most effective way, I think one obviously has been seeing a lot of people, none of my patients have the same protocol, all of them are super personalized, individualized according to their blood work, and being open to seeing a variety of people, um, they're similar yet dissimilar. And when you get to see what those nuances are and what those differences are in the body, you can then develop even more refined programs. Um, you know, I, my business is all about cell care. Cell care is self-care. So my goal is for you to take care of your cellular health. And part of that comes with you. So what I've done is I've taken everything that I've been doing. I have packaged it into a book called The Anatomy of Well-Being. Um, And in there, um, I've pretty much told you exactly what I do um, on a client to client basis. But the feedback I'm getting from the book is that most of the people who have read the book also read a lot of other health and wellness books and they're like, Every page of your book gave me something that I could start doing tomorrow if I wanted to. So I've had people tell me they've read it once and now they're going back through it a second time to go, this is how I want to address my life. This is how I want to do this. And I've really taken the book from a perspective of when I think of the word habits, I always think it has a negative connotation. Oh, I have this bad habit of doing this and I have this bad habit of doing that. So I've taken the idea of, all right, how can we take our habits, which for the most part, you can have some good habits, but they're, they kind of go with this idea of being negative and routines, which is something you might do. Like I might go to the gym. It's a routine, or I might, you know, uh, do this, whatever weekend activity, that's a routine, but sometimes that can cause you to burn out. And placing your life into a more self-awareness, intentional pattern and create rituals into your life that serves you better. So that's what the body, the book is really doing. It's telling you how the human body works and how to build in personalized rituals to optimize your body. And so I basically spill everything, almost everything. Um, (laughs) There's a few things I had to take out of the book because it's so long, but but. At the end of the day, I want you to know and understand how your body works and how you can optimize that for long term functional well-being and basically prevent and reverse disease because it is a lot harder once you get a disease to address it um, than it is to prevent it.
0: Exactly. Uh, we know the most effective way, especially my background before medicine was population house. So the biggest thing we always talk about is uh, habit changing is difficult. No matter whether you think the study, say, is 21 days or two months whatever that number is, it's about how do we make a sense for us that we can do it consistently and easily that adapted into a ritual, right? A routine. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we actually feel that we're gaining from instead of something we have to completely remove. So it's amazing that we have to be able to change that way of thinking. And I would totally recommend everybody pick up a cover of uh, Anatomy of well-being book. I'm sure you're going to be loving it just like so many other readers have been. And so uh, I know you both help the patient side to optimize their health in these different areas, uh, on thinking how to reduce inflammation, how to really optimize both from behavior sense, culinary sense, and then uh, well-being, health sense. But you also train practitioners to adopt similar ways in their own practice. So how does that work?
1: Yeah, so I have my medical clinic and then I have a group of community that I work with based off of my book who are not my patients, but they're trying to address their habits and turn them into rituals. Um, And then I also work with wellness business professionals in the wellness leadership lab. And it's really about helping you hone in on all your passions and prioritizing what's important for you and building a very unique practice so you can be successful.
0: Dr. Monisha, I pointed out the importance of personalizing healthcare and incorporating lifestyle changes into treatment plans. She emphasized also the need for doctors to set out of their comfort zone and build practices that align with Their true passion in order to avoid burnout. She also is a book publisher and brought up her book The Anatomy of Wellbeing, which focuses on self-care and developing personalized rituals to optimize the body. We also stressed the importance of habit changes. And Dr. Monisha offered training for practitioners to adopt similar approach in their own practice through her Wellness Leadership Lab. Thank you for listening to Providers Edge. If you are a healthcare entrepreneur or startup founder looking to revolutionize the industry, don't miss an episode. Subscribe to our podcast today on your favorite podcast platform to get the latest insight and actionable tips from our experts guesses. And don't forget to leave a review and let us know how we can continue to support you. Topics you would like to listen. Together, let's rewrite the rules for your business and create a positive social impact in the healthcare industry.
1: So, it's almost the anti-niche, niche niche philosophy, because that can mean many things, right? When you're forced to niche down, but you're too passionate, you're like, how do I make this work? And I can tell you from somebody who is a very multi-hyphenate, you can make it work. And how do you incorporate it to, you know, keep you stimulated, keep you happy, have joy in your profession? I mean, being in a medical profession, we've been through a lot of training, right? You don't just give up on it and go, okay, now I'm going to go real estate, which you can actually, if that's what you enjoy, but how can you build in and really go, all right, this is why I went into it. And this is what I can now do with it as we shift in our careers. And I think that's part of it is in the medical profession, you enter, you get a job and you kind of stay with that same kind of thing for like 30, 40 years, Sometimes 50, you hit retirement and you're like, now what? But there's other ways to do it. And and that's what I'm here to share with you and show you and kind of help you bring your best self forward. Perfect.
0: And uh, really, we all know if we do it by ourselves, we can do it. It's going to take us much longer and much heartache to get into what I call the distraction zone because it's not in, yet in our genius. Is we have plenty of things we do really well. So if we divert out, it can really be a distraction versus having a guide to put you in the right path to get you there so much more faster and less stress and just a ease come into when you're expanding in this field. So definitely, please, 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 contacting her to get yourself in the right spot. If you're someone who really value patient care in a more holistic uh, perspective uh, of what we traditionally see with our medical practices. And I know everyone is leveling up, right? We all are uh, curious to grow. So what's that uh, focus for you at this point?
1: Um, So leveling up for me, wow, what am I doing now? Um. You know, I think it's, it's sharing the anatomy of well-being, sharing these practices, holding these retreats. I mean, these immersion events of just a few days, the transformation an individual can have and the impact you can have on them that then is tenfold because they bring it back to their families and then they bring it back to their friends. That's wellness. That's health care. So um, that's what I'm doing. I'm just sharing the message perfect. And um, uh, for you, it's all about
0: messaging. And then for us, I think that's what we can learn from you is that we can talk about our passion. The more we do, the more we show up authentically. And that's what people attracted, right? To your message, to who you are as a, a provider, as a community leader in this space. And uh, what about the
1: future? What, uh, what's the next few years look like? The future looks pretty bright. Um, Hopefully the second book for the part that I cut out uh, will be out there for you. Um, Yeah, just more events, more sharing, uh, more retreats. I'm telling you, these immersion transformational retreats are very powerful. Perfect. And I'm sure people are going to want
0: to hear more about that. I appreciate you uh, spending the time with us and for all of us to learn from you and your amazing story, and all the uh, uh, things you're able to do. And uh, how can people get in
1: contact with you? What's the best way when they want to learn more about your methods? Yeah. So um, I'm at my website is drbenote.com. So D R B H A N O T E.com. I'm also Dr. Benote on social media. on. Um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. So keeping it really simple, just my last name, you'll be able to find me. There isn't another one. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Keep it simple. Keep it direct, right? Keep it brilliant. That's what I always uh, wanted everyone to get into. So we appreciate your time. And I know everyone, you can be doing anything and you choose us to listen to us. So we appreciate you. And you found this episode Uh, helpful. We would love for you to pay it forward to other people, other healthcare leaders in your community by sharing it with them. Until next time, bye-bye. In this interview with Dr. Monisha and I talked about various aspects of healthcare and wellness. Here are the major five points we discussed. Number one, burnout in healthcare professional is growing concern and is often due to Decisions not following their true passion and potential. Dr. Manisha believes that providers can avoid burnout by building a practice that aligns with their passion and purpose, and by incorporating lifestyle, nutrition, exercise, and botanical into their treatment plans. Number two, as a multi hyphenated doctor, she believes that it is possible to incorporate all of one's passion into a successful practice rather than being focused to niche down she believes that doctors can make work by prioritizing what's important to them and building a unique practice that aligns with their value and goals number three personalizing is the key to dr monisha's approach to patient care and she believes that each patient should have a unique protocol based on their blood work and individual needs. She advocates for self care as a way to optimize cellular health and prevent as well as reverse disease. Her book, The Anatomy of Well Being, provides a guide to understanding how the human body works and how to build personalized rituals that optimize well being. Number four, Dr. Manisha's goal is to share her message of wellness and healthcare as many with as many people as possible. She does this through her medical clinic, her book, and her retreats, which she believes are transformational and powerful. Dr. Manisha, lastly but not least, number five, she encourages physicians and wellness professionals to level up by sharing their passion authentically and showing up as community leaders in the wellness space. She believes that this is what attracts people to their message and helps them grow their practice. Thank you for tuning in to Provider's Edge Podcast. We hope you enjoy our latest episode and found the insights and tips helpful. We'd love to hear your feedback on the show and learn what topics you'd like us to cover in the future. So please take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform and let us know what you think. Your feedback is essential to help us improve the show and provide you with the content you need to take your healthcare business to the next level. Thank you for your support and we look forward to hearing from you soon.